0: grabs my hands my face two hands and she just kisses me and there's a firework in the background that's an eternal moment that i will always cherish and it started in that decision right there that day to stand up and move forward you are now listening to the doors to success podcast what's up it's your man b holmes hey we're about to give a live training a real uh, masterclass to the team here at united energy Super grateful for this opportunity. Uh, We're gonna be talking about how to put the building blocks in and create the big visions in our lives so that we can actually go achieve those things. So we got a real meeting here going, we're gonna make it happen. Let's make this happen, here we go. What up, what up, what up, what up? How's everyone doing? Great. Come on, how's everyone doing? There we go, there we go. Good to see everyone. Thank you for being here. Very, very grateful that everyone's here. Uh, I just can't express enough gratitude for every single one of you guys. Um, I'm looking at everyone, minus a couple of you. We've had great talks. We've hustled in the field together. We've knocked doors. We've, We've sold on the phones. We've done a lot of things together. So just so grateful. This is a culmination of a lot of things that we've been putting out there. And have you guys all here to go over this training is something I've been wanting to get the group together go live get people that aren't here have ever heard me talk or, or give this training in person I want to make sure we get it out because I feel like in life today there's so many false advertisements or so many false ideas of what it means to be successful and how to get to that end dream and that end goal it's all about quick and this generation is is app based and it's super how do I not work and how do I get the thing I want without putting in the the most amount of effort and that's so foreign to me that's so backwards that I felt like I needed to stand up and say something and push my message louder that if you want anything in life you're gonna have to go get it you're gonna have to go push and I wanted to share that with you guys today on how I've done that in my life and how we've achieved the things we've achieved built this business from scratch and all the other businesses we've done so I want to make sure you guys have those tools in your hands to make it happen so this will be interactive. So if you're not taking notes, get something out to take notes. If you're ever in the room when someone's speaking that has, has done more than you, please take notes. I was in a meeting with an investor just two nights ago. And we were at a restaurant. And we were talking about this thing about how the world's on their apps all the time and their phones. And I'm on my phone taking notes and to listen to what he's saying. And he's like, he's like is what I'm saying, boring you? Like he was kind of offended. And I'm like, no, he looks over and he's like, oh, you're taking notes. He's like, you're of that generation. I'm like, yes, sir. He's like, that's the person I do business with. So you never know, even the habit of taking good notes, what that will bring you in the future, okay? So take notes, this will be interactive. We're gonna do some uh, actual trainings and some things that you can do to help your life and your brain get focused on the right thing. So first, the very first thing is without a vision, and a clear direction, you will either get to where you're going by design or you will default to failure. Let me say that again. Without a clear vision and direction, you will get there by design or you'll have to default to failure. So what we've learned something about human nature is that uh, men and rivers follow the path of least resistance, which make both of them crooked." It's a Brigham Young quote. Men in rivers that follow the path of least resistance make them both crooked. Think about that. So you've got to forge that strong path and cut through that mountain the way you want to go, or else you will end up going the way that it dictates. And if you go the way the world dictates today, it wants you to be $30,000 a year. It wants you to be on Medicare and on all this. It wants you to be Not successful because that's where they maximize the profits. I mean, we could go into details and I'll save it because we're live here. But I feel like you need to stand out in your brain with this clear vision. And you have to battle every day to go get that vision. So if it's a battle out there, if it's a literal battle against yourself and it's a battle against the the world that's wanting you not to succeed, what's cool is that you know, and I believe that the universe... A higher power wants you to succeed, so you have some special powers in your pocket, but everyone else, it's crabs in the barrel. I grew up spending some of my summers on, on a reservation, and it's so fascinating to watch that when someone gets out and get, starts to make it, they, they try to get you and pull you back to that place. When you put crabs in a barrel and they try to climb out, they pull it back down, if you ever seen that. That's what's happening in society. That's what happens on your teams if you don't have good synergy and culture. So let's help create that, okay? So um, if it's a battle, we need to learn how generals think because we need to turn ourselves into generals on a day-to-day basis to battle this battle, to become and go get what we want. But to make this a little bit exciting, I want everyone to think real quick. Close your eyes and think of your greatest dream. We're going to call this your BHAG, whether that's a car, whether that's a jet or a yacht, whether that's a relationship, whether that is a house, an estate, with a a helo pad that takes you to your other estate. I want you to think of your biggest dream, your BHAG. Your BHAG is a Stephen Covey word that stands for big, hairy, audacious goal. It's ugly, it's gross, it's big, it's scary. What's your BHAG? What's that thing that makes you, motivates you, moves you? There's another term for it, and I'm gonna bring this full circle back. It's called your holy cause. People call it a BHAG, I call it your holy cause, and I'll explain why later, but what's your holy cause? Okay? Once you have that, You'll get a taste of, of why you want to get moving in life. Why you start to move and why you start to do things is to fulfill on this holy cause, or this behag. Okay? So now you have that vision in your mind. Now we got to go battle to get it. So General Lee was one of uh, uh, a famous um, Civil War generals. Uh, Abraham Lincoln said of General Lee, if he would have fought for the North, that the war would have been over in a day. Back then, wars were, were fought. Basically, it was more of like a political thing, and they were hired out. And so it was one of those things where General Lee almost went to the North, and history will tell whatever. But all we know is, is that Abraham Lincoln said that of him, and other records prove that this man was a great strategist. And what he said was, is that the battles are won in the General's tent. That's like the biggest takeaway I took from his autobiography. Battles are won in the general's tent. So if we are battling in our generals of our lives and to go get this goal, this vision, this, this holy cause, where is our tent? Where is that general's tent for us? Sometimes people will say it's in the office. Some people will say it's, it's uh, in their place of worship or their community. I'm here to put it out to you that I believe that the general's tent Is in your own home first thing in the morning we actually just filmed a day in the life of a millionaire and followed me around woke me up and whatever and what was fascinating was is uh, I think after I talked to the guys I said what was most interesting to you about what you saw and they said "Um, when I rolled out of bed in the morning I just I kneeled down and I have a, a, a like a sheep rug there like it's really soft and I just take about 30 minutes and I meditate and that's my first stop. I have three tents that I'll stop. That's the first tent I stop at, and I get right spiritually. Then I move to my recliner, where then I'll get right mentally, and I'll go through, I'll read my book, and I'll do stuff. But I want to be in a recliner, I'll check my emails in between there. Good or bad, I don't know, that's what I do right now. And then I move to my office in my house, where I go through uh, emotionally, I'll journal, and I'll do my positive affirmations. And then I'll get out, and I'll go to the gym, and I'll attack it physically. So I'll go through those for you on how I've designed my life, and and I've designed that general's tent. But it's before you go out in the world to battle. Because once you step out that front door, it's on. You better be ready for pain. Because that's what's going to happen. That's real life, right? Think about the greatest time in your life that you've ever learned something really, really valuable. If you were dying right now, and you had to pass on one bit of information, to your only posterity what's the one thing you'd share with them the one thing about life hey mom dad what's the secret to life you have 20 words as you're dying what would you say what's the one thing you've learned in this life that you'd share on your deathbed think about that now think about how you learned that right Okay, everyone got the thing? Think about how you learned that and then think about how that came to be and was there pain involved? Probably pain, a lot of heartache, frustration, sadness, tears, but man, the victory was sweet, right? That's why you're passing it on. That's everything in life. It's gonna be painful. So either we are agents unto ourselves, so we either are going to get acted upon Or we will act on it. We get acted upon or we act upon it. Whatever that thing is that we're attacking or battling at, right? So if we are going to take the pain to learn and you want to cut across the mountain, you've got to bring the pain. You need to learn how to bring the pain and we're gonna decide how to do that in general's tent. Okay, so quick story. There was a man who wanted to get this knowledge. He wanted to learn that bit of advice. And so he climbed up Mount Everest, or this great mountain, we'll call it great mountain, get general, because there was a guru at the top who knew the answers to life, right? Some of you have probably heard this story. I love this, 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 this story. So he gets to the very top of the mountain. He climbs the way. He's got his long beard like old Chris out there. It's got ice in it, right? You get the visual. And uh, he asked the guru, Guru says, one question I'll answer. What is it? He says, I want to be successful. I want to be successful in life. And the guru says, wake up every morning and put a frog next to your bed. When you wake up in the morning, swallow the frog. The guy's like, what? Are you kidding me? I just hiked that whole mountain I got here, and your advice is, swallow a frog? That's crazy. The guy's like, oh yeah, first thing in the morning, too. Don't forget that part. He's like, this is insane. Why would you tell me that? Like." Crazy, so he walks back down the mountain, starts living his life, doesn't see any successes, super frustrated, so then he decides, man, I'm just going to try it. The guy said it would work, I'm just going to try it. So he puts the frog next to his bed, he wakes up in the morning, he swallows it. Oh, horrible. He's like, all right, ready for my money to fall out of the sky. Waits around, nothing. Does it again and again and again. He's getting sick off frog, so he's like, that... Guru, I'm going up there. I'm going to give him peace of my mind. Climbs back up there. He's ticked. He's like, what would you tell me that for? I just have a stomachache full of frogs. Like, this is ridiculous. Why would you say that? N- now what? The guru says, now put a bigger bullfrog next to your bed. Swallow that before you swallow the other frog. And now he's just he's like, you're crazy. i am never come up here again. Goes back down, lives his life. No change, says, you know what, I'm gonna swallow that bullfrog. He wakes up in the morning, swallows that bull. Have you ever seen a bullfrog? You ever been in the South? You've been in like Beaumont, Texas? Shout out Beaumont, 2009, long summer. <laughs> it's big. He swallows that sucker and he's like, that's the hardest thing he ever had to do. And then he looks at another frog and he laughs and he just pops that frog like it's a, a Jolly Rancher, right? That's the end of the story. What's the moral of the story? What's the moral of the story? Is that first thing in the day, first thing in, the, in your life, you think life is hard, swallowing a frog. You think that you're doing hard things. But if you have something that's harder, bigger, a bee hag, something you got to go attack and get, that bullfrog, swallow that first. Because then swallowing that other hard, day-to-day, mundane frog Pretty simple, pretty simple. Does that make sense? Get up in the morning, do the hardest thing, the biggest thing first, get it out of the way, and then the rest of your day that was hard at one point in time, super simple, okay? Next idea. If uh, you're swallowing that frog, the big bullfrog, and you're getting the hardest part of the day, what I've learned is that in life, that as you take that time, that bullfrog, that, that morning, that general's tent, it turns into not a bullfrog anymore, but it turns into more of a passion. When that daily grind, that thing you do that you keep pushing off, that you don't wanna do, it turns into a passion. And you actually really love that holy time, that sacred time, that bullfrog, that general's tent, whatever you wanna compare it to, it's only a bullfrog for the first 21 days you do it, then it becomes habit, then it gets simple, okay? So here's what I'm going to put out to you. During that time frame, what is it that we need to dissect, and why do I have the different segments, and what parts of our lives do we need to master in the general's tent? Okay? Everyone asks me when they ask me my goals, my BHAGs, or how I did what I did. I'll go through and I'll explain to them that I believe, and again, none of this is my material. I, I am a, a, a creation up of 16 years of great people and men that I've got to meet in my life. Um, shout out my pops Doug Holmes when I was young my dad did a deal and we got to meet like Stephen Covey and Zig Ziglar and I got to shake these guys hands Um, Tony Robbins and then I continue to be a student of some of these guys and I think uh, I'm appreciative to all they teach Um, but I never found it super applicable and it was never so super relevant to me in my life so this is kind of why we're doing this is because We are in the process of doing this now. I'm currently doing this in my life now. We are currently building this business now. So giving you guys the secrets and the things that are happening daily now is why we're doing this. So um, in my life, people are like, well, if you've made that money, then how come you never have any goals that are financially driven? And this is where I feel I'm a little bit different. I'm big on balance, and I'm big on attacking each area of our lives. Here's what I believe. I believe that any man or woman is made up of five different aspects of their life, which is physical, spiritual, social, emotional, mental. So as I have, in my journey, as I have focused on becoming a better man, and I am, I'm not perfect, I miss my days, and I'll talk about that too, but as I focus and strive in those five areas, that I become And as I get better in these, it's who I become when the financial appears. As I've gotten better and stronger and more solidified as a a person, as a human being, someone that that cares and gives and loves, as I become that person, the money seems to appear. So sometimes people get so focused on money, and that is not the end game. Happiness on the journey. We actually had a guy... um, uh, Do you guys ever see the billboards about the man that climbed Everest blind? There was a, a blind man that climbed Mount Everest. In fact, he summited all the, the major uh, peaks in in uh, in North America, South America, and his name is Eric. And that was like super cool. It was a big deal. Maybe ten years ago, blind man summiting Mount Everest. Well, then we thought. I said, Well, what about the guy that guided him? What about the guy that guided him? That's that's the guy I want to talk to. So we went and got the guy, that, the guy that took him up Mount Everest, and he came and talked to my group just like this, and I got to ask him, hey, what's the most crazy thing about summiting Mount Everest? Out of all the things you've learned, what was the one, what's, your, what's your last dying breath? What would you pass on to me? And he says, everyone has an end goal to get to the top of Mount Everest, but guess what the average time that hikers spend on the top of Mount Everest? Seven seconds seven seconds he's like you spend seven months of your life to prepare and get to spending seven seconds he's like the top of Mount Everest isn't great it's boring there's no flowers it's wind it's miserable your people have died like it's not like some triumphant you get there and like pff, like you like run, ran a race and there's doves flying and rainbows and it's no heaven it's miserable He's like, but you know where the beauty comes? It's on the climb up. It's on the preparation and getting to the top. The most beautiful flowers, this was his quote, the most beautiful flowers that you find are on your way up, not at the top. So finding the beauty and the happiness and the joy in your life on that way up is what we focus on, okay? So let's name some quick quick things right now that you can do in each of these areas of your life, right? So the first one, so I always break this down and we're gonna do an activity right now that you're gonna do. So let's talk about first physical, okay? What are some things that you do for a physical aspect in your life to get better at life physically? What are some things, name some. Running, so cardio. And these are gonna be different for everyone. That's why I love doing this. Every time I do this with a group, I learn something new. What else? Gym, so like resistance training, right? What else? Eating, diet, thank you. What else? Zumba. Zumba. There's a new one, I gotta learn that. (laughs) Will you teach me? Sure. (laughs) I'm so down. Okay? Someone hold me to that. Um, What else? Stretching. Stretching, okay? Here's what I love there's no one way. To do this, okay? Let's take the next one. Uh, mental. What are some things you can do mentally in your day to get mentally stronger? Your brain? Reading. What else? Your okay, great one. That is, a, and people can divvy these up in different categories. I save that for emotional, and I'll explain why. But that is on here, but I would say, wait, so. Mental reading. What else? Meditation. Sorry. Say it again. Uh, Studying. Picking a topic. What else? Meditation. Medi- I'm going to use meditation on the emotional as well. Okay. Um, so something I like to do, and again, we can dive into how we get these goals, but I like to read, I'll read, uh, 24 books in a year. I pick a new 24 every year. And I have twelve that is on applicable on sales topics on my profession. So pick a book a month on your profession, whatever it is. Beat that, beat on your craft. It's a battle. You better get good at it. And then I also pick one on just something enjoyable, just something enjoyable. That's where I started reading some biographies, autobiographies, history. Like just, stuff. and all of a sudden it became a passion. Right, turning that day day grind into a passion is one of my passions. Right. So studying uh, your your own your craft learning about your craft, learning about other interests, right? Uh, you ever played that game? Was it Lumosity? Is there a little app that you play, Lumosity, right? Uh, my beautiful, gorgeous wife, when that first came out, my wife was like, she got like 36 on the ACT, super math smart. Thankfully, my kids got her math skills. I like failed up, flunk math. Um, and so uh, she was all excited, so we got a little app. We were like competing in bed one night. And my math score got higher than hers one time. And I'm going to hold on to that one victory because she beat me like 80 other times. But finding ways to get your brain to grow, right? Find fun ways to get your brain to grow. There's apps for that, okay? Let's move on to the next one. Uh, Spiritual. Now, quick caveat. Um, I don't care what your religion is. I don't care what your belief system is. I don't care what your dogma, theology. I don't care, okay? We're not going to get into specifics. What this one is, is an overall concept that you are not the end all be all. That there is a higher power, whatever your belief is, whatever you wanna call it, whatever, whatever it is, that you are just here and you are humble to that thing. And again, the stats show that 98% of America uh, believes in a higher power, so we're gonna go with that stat. 2% might disagree with me, that's okay. Uh, maybe call it the secret. But whatever that thing is, and what my belief is, I believe that there is a great creator and that I am humble to him because on a day-to-day basis, in self specifically, what I've noticed is when the successes start, it's easy to think that it was because of you. It's because I forged my path. I cut across that mountain. I ate that bullfrog. I'm putting in the work. I'm the man. And there's an aspect of that, but if you don't every day realize that you are being given breath, And you look at how this earth spins in correlation with the sun. And if it sped up even one second faster and we went one foot closer to the sun, we'd be dead like that. That's a crazy thought. So to think this wasn't orchestrated is foolish. And that's me, but that's me. So, spiritual. What are some things that you can do spiritually to help your spirit grow? Pray. Pray. Like it? sacrifice, that's a huge one, sacrifice and service, thank you, giving of yourself, becoming humble, that's so important, what else, fasting, fasting I like it, we're going to put that, that could be over here in physical with diet, we'll leave that one here, but you can tie it spiritual if you want, and that's the the secret, that this is an actual will, and they all interlock, good, good, good put together, okay, another one, uh, reading holy writ, reading holy writ, Okay, uh, what else? Be thankful. Huh? Be thankful. Gratitude. I love it. Gratitude. We're going to wait on that one, too, on emotional. What else? A temple. Attending worship service. Thank you. Worship. worship. Yeah. Love it. Okay. And again, there's ways to do this. It could have been super dicey. And people are like, don't talk about that. <laughs> Hell no. This is, this is a big part of life. Yeah. Right? It's who we are. Okay? All right. Let's talk about emotional, because this is where everyone's kind of already said all of these ones already. If, you're, if your emotions aren't as strong as what you're seeing physically or spiritually, you're going to watch what happens, okay? So what are some things we can do emotionally to help our, our mental, physical, or sorry, our mental, emotional health become stable and healthy? What are some things you can do quickly? Meditation. Meditate. Thank you. What else? Journal. Journal. That's my favorite one of all time. What else? affirmations thank you if any of you follow me on social media every morning I wake up I take my kids to early morning uh, school my daughter she's luckily she's like her mother thank the good Lord because she is going to school early as a sophomore so she can graduate a year early to get into medical school and I'm like when I was a sophomore I was not getting up early I couldn't get up early For many reasons, like I was not achieving anything, and here they are, so there is hope in the youth. But every morning we drive early morning, I am teaching her, and one thing we do if you follow me, I will help her say her affirmations out loud, and we say, I love myself a hundred times back and forth together, ten times at a time. I'll say, I love myself, 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 I love myself. And she'll do it ten times. And we know that we can get to the first stop sign before we turn to go to her school, and then we do our affirmations till we get to school. So those rituals, those habits, bec- creating that general's tent becomes sacred, okay? So affirmations, journaling, meditate, we good there? And then the last one, where are we? Spiritual, social, okay? What are some things that you can do to become social? How do you become socially strong? Especially with what's going on. We gotta keep our distance. How do you become social in this pandemic crazed world? Reach out. You got to get proactive. You got to reach out. So, what are some things that we can do here to be, get our social game going? Okay. This should be the easiest one with this, this generation group. <laughs> Come on, millennials. This is what we do networking. Networking. Okay. Thank you. What else? Okay, so this one, that's a good point. Social media, I don't think has a tie. Social media, I think, is the medium to deliver these things. So I might view it a little differently, that's why I view it. But, uh, but I actually think, okay, that's a good point. I digress, this is not on my thing to talk about, but I think this is a great point. On social media, so I, I, I think it's great for two reasons. It can be great, it can be positive, or it can be evil. Depends on how you wanna use that tool, right? That gun can either save you when someone breaks in or that gun can be a super bad detriment in your life depending on how you choose to use it, right? Social media is a loaded weapon, I feel. So um, I feel what's really good is it pushes you outside of your realm to reach out to others. When you put yourself out there, it's hard. You guys ever done a video and thought about posting it on social media and like completely erased it multiple times because you don't want to look stupid? Chuck? We all know hot Chuck summer got canceled because you didn't want to put it on social media. So I know you've all felt it cause I feel it right. I felt it. I remember when we just did the, the quick launch of the B print this idea and this is a training in the B print all the, the B print is, are these masterclasses, my trainings that we're going to put together. And, and if you work with these companies, you'll get this all for free, free content for everyone. If not, we'll have a website where people can come and buy these and stream, listen to the podcast and stuff. It's just a way to get you guys more information on how to achieve your goals, okay? So, I remember Jordan. Shout out to Jordan. Shout out to E. Shout out to Cisco. I mean, thank you guys for helping do this. Uh, uh, Grateful. Super, super grateful um, for your guys' help putting this on, man. Big shout out. Ethan Blow, the the Haitian creation, helped do all of this. Follow E. Follow Jordan Anderson. Thank you guys. Much love. I, sh- I wanted to do that at the beginning. I'm very sorry. Thank you. Tanner, thank you. Thank you guys. So um, I remember Jordan's like, hey, we're going to post that video. I'm like, no, 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 don't do it. Don't do it. He's like, we're going to do it. I'm like, no, don't do it. He's like, hey, we won't do it. And then all of a sudden he's like, hey, dude, check your TikTok quick. I'm like, why? He's like, because we're at 10,000 followers and it's at 100,000 views. <laughs> I'm like, what? Are you kidding me? So then we check it, and it, was, it finally took someone else kicking me over the hump to get over that social block. And when I finally put it out there, people liked it. People liked it. And then I felt good. Like, oh my gosh, that was kind of cool. And that's why TikTok thrives. That's a great study on the personal brain if you want to be a leader. So for that social aspect, that's a great lesson that sometimes you might need to push a kick. I needed a kick. I've been doing this for, I've been standing in front of groups Huge groups for years 15 years I've been up here preaching like this and I still needed that push and when it did it the results were awesome and I'm grateful and sometimes they weren't awesome and I'm grateful for that too but get outside of your zone reach out and what's been fascinating is is that now people started commenting we've had what like almost 1,500 people respond with messages like hey tell me more I spent the time the last like four nights and I went through and I responded to every single one of them and what was fascinating was every single person said back like man I didn't think you'd respond no one ever responds thank you for reaching out and I actually went to some of their pages and some and you guys know I'll go to your page I'll see what you're doing and I'll be like hey man that's a super cool sweatshirt you just made how do I buy one he's like did you looked at my sweatshirt like this is cool like people need interaction no one knows how much you care until you actually give them your hand You want to show someone your heart give them your hand right so reach out of yourself and you'll be shocked at what the world wants the world wants connection the world wants this and this was a complete tangent this wasn't on my my agenda and I'm sorry but I feel it's important to use social media as a positive tool for yourself and start reaching out if you want to know how someone else feels about you it's simple because it's exactly how you feel about them again if you want to know how someone feels about you it's exactly how you feel about them so start reaching out and making friends. Like, and then do something about it. Don't just friend someone. Don't just like something. Reach out. Make a connection. Okay. What else? Social. These meetings. Events. Do fun stuff. Fun stuff. Pants. Stuff. Hot Chuck Summer. <laughs> okay. Voting. Go to the lake. Get your group of friends. Put something together. I promise you, the older you're getting life, what's going to happen is that you'll find excuses not to go be social. I've literally so here's one here's here's a ritual. Friday night, seven p.m. Everybody knows my phone goes off because what's happening? Date night. Date. date night. My whole company knows. I don't respond to texts or emails from seven to ten p.m. It's date night. That is the holy time that me and my wife have slotted for social. That this is a ritual I don't mistake, I don't miss. It's it's what it is. But at ten o'clock when I get home and our date night's done. Phone's back on, emails are back happening, I'll respond to your text messages. We'll even meet up and go recruit people, right? So that's social. Make sure you do it. It's great, okay? So the result here is the financial. Okay, so now what I want you guys to do is, in life, this is a will, right? And there's one, two, three, four, five spokes to this will of life, okay? One, two, three, four, five. Now on this will of life, so grab a piece of paper, or pen, or a little app, and doodle. (coughs) take tally no one's gonna know about this top secret if you're watching do this right now take time quickly and just just mark this out okay so I'm gonna say that each of these per day you need to spend at least 30 minutes in each of these avenues these five realms 30 minutes a day at least okay so if you spent 30 minutes doing cardio you can count it If you spent 30 minutes um, reading a book on your craft you can count it if you spent 30 minutes going to worship you can count it right so 30 minutes in each of these per day so let's just take last week for example because today's Monday so let's go last week out of five Monday Tuesday Wednesday Thursday Friday I actually take Saturday off some people are like that's crazy you gotta be super consistent well that is part of my consistency and my balance and Saturday is my day that I just do whatever I gotta do I coach I'm with my kids so that's me so I take five days I'm, um, I am 100% on 80% of the time. I'm gonna repeat that, because this is one of my very top secrets in the vaults. I am 100% on, 80% of the time. People like, well, couldn't you achieve more? Come on, man. The guy that's responding to me like that, he's not even doing 50% of the time. 50% of the time. Go get 100% of the time and be very present where you're at for that 80% and give yourself some leeway if you need to budge or reroute or reschedule. I know some of us, like my man Chris Payne here, was so rigid on what he had to do that when his schedule shifted, it mentally he mentally kind of fell apart for a minute because he didn't keep it going. So that was one thing we talked about was how to balance it and keep it rolling, even if you can't get it all the time, okay? So go through, track it. Last week, out of five, physical. This is your physical spoke. This is your mental spoke. This is your spiritual spoke. This is your emotional spoke. This is your social spoke. There's five ticks. One, two, three, four, five. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Friday. I do this weekly. Take tally. You got to keep a scorecard. You got to keep score. Okay. So as you have this spoke, keep score. Is is anyone willing to put themselves out there? If not, I'll just do mine. Anyone want to be a guinea pig? Willing? Nobody. I'll do it. Okay. So, last week, mental, what's uh, my going up? I only read three of the mornings. the other morning I did something. something happened. So let's say I only got up and I read three three of the days. Uh, spiritual, actually, I, I just went to worship service on Sunday and that was about it I kinda missed everything else out uh, emotional well actually I do journal and I do some affirmations I did it Monday yep Tuesday, okay so I actually did that every day uh, social man I went to team meeting once and that was it physical man I definitely hit the gym every day definitely <laughs> so That's my will. Let's connect the dots. Let's see how it happens. Whoa, okay. There, yep. All right. There we go. There. Oh. There we go. There's my will. Can you see it? If not, stand up. There's my will of life. Imagine if I was building a car, and this vehicle is to get me to my BHAG, my holy cause, my big thing, and this is the will that I'm traveling on. If all four of my wheels in life are like this on my car, how is my drive going to be? How is my drive? Horrible. Now, I, what if I start getting speed and I start gaining and people start, we hire more and the TikTok gets, in and then this happens and all of a sudden I get going fast and my wheels are like this? That's the sheer definition of the wheels will fall off, right? So building your will. So even if it was I did everything three days a week and I missed is better than not doing it all or doing it all one week and missing out other aspects of your life. That's what I'm trying to hit is that balance is so important. So you want the will to look like this so when you get going fast, it's smooth. Does that make sense? So this is your personal scorecard. Here are some ideas. The reason why I take time and do this Reason is, is that everyone always says when I sit down and say, how's your scorecard? Well, I don't, have, I don't know what to do. I literally gave you four to three to seven ideas in every category. Do those. There's some great ideas for you. Right? And then go create some new ones. Go create more. Okay? Do more. Right? So here we go. Okay. On the wheel, get your wheel going and make sure it's smooth. Right? Okay. The last part, and then we'll wrap this up, is... Uh, is how do you break this down and make sure that not only is it smooth, but let's get specific. Let's make sure we know how to make it and execute on that vision. So in, in goals, in goal setting, when you're setting your goals, again, we've talked about these. So now we've got to select goals in each of these avenues that you want to go achieve, right? So how do you set a goal? Let's set a SMART goal. S is specific, M is measurable, A is aggressive, R is realistic, and T is time sensitive. Okay, so every time I set a goal, I go and make sure that my goal is a smart goal because if it's not if you don't get it smart it just becomes a wisp it becomes a dream the difference between a dream and a vision is that vision are dreams with executable goals and I don't think when people say goals goals just aren't that aren't the dream to me there's the dream but then there's the goals on how to go get the dream that's what I call vision so everyone's like, what's the difference? That's my definition of the difference. That's why I love having vision, because I know how to go get my dreams now. That's exciting to me. Now I want to set smart goals, because now I have a pathway to achieving my dream. Now I've got vision. I'm deadly with vision, because I have a plan. And I'm, my wheels are, are smooth. I, I've got my scorecard in all aspects. I'm roll, I can speed up, and I can go. I'll share something personal with you guys it's pretty crazy it took me think about this it took me uh, 34 years well that's not true 33 years to make a million dollars cumulatively that's in every aspect added up right but then that very next year I made a million dollars in the one year and the next year was easier right so 33 34 years cum- cumulatively over time back to my initial my initial starting statements is that this isn't easy it's not a quick rich scheme it's not do this it's not push this and sit back and everyone's like let me guess it's going to be super hard it's going to be hard work yes thank you that's right it's hard work it's the Journey. It's the climb. It's everything else we said. Okay. So, as I set a goal, we'll use one example. Let's talk about in your work life. Okay. Someone give me their goal. How many? What? What? Raf, what do you want to sell? What's your goal for sales? What do you want to sell today? Uh one. Sell one. So, Raf, your goal is sell one, right? Mm-hmm. Is That's your goal. Okay. And a lot of times, that's how we set our goals. Like, how many, times, uh, in, how many times do you want to go to the gym? how many times do you gotta go to the gym? Six times a week. So what would you, how would you, what would you say? Go to the gym six times a week? Okay. Yeah. Gym six times a week. Okay? That's how we set a lot of our goals. Let me put it to you that that may or may not happen. It's kind of reckless. It's not very specific. It's not measurable. It's not aggressive. It's not realistic. Well, it is realistic. And it's definitely not time sensitive. So let's just use, so I'm going to use the sell one example, just for time's sake. Okay. So here's how I would say this. If I'm going to get specific, I'm going to say, I B Homes sold one system. I'm gonna say let's do two because I have two on my. Okay, sold two, two systems. For, UNTD. In. Let's say Dallas, Texas. On, August, one twenty, one. One before. 5 p.m. and 1 before 9 p.m. Am I going to achieve that goal? Is there any question what my goal is? Is it specific? Super specific. Is it measurable? Yeah, I can know by 5 o'clock if I'm going to hit my goal. I know by 9 o'clock if I'm going to hit my goal, right? Is it aggressive? Is two a day aggressive? Yeah, that's more than 90% of the industry is doing. Is it realistic? Can I do two? Yeah. yeah, I've done two quite a bit. Is it time sensitive? Do I have an expiration date? Yeah, 8-1. I know when I'm going to do this. So getting up every day in your general's tent, setting your specific goal, your SMART goals, and writing them out daily will help affirm to you Let me say this last thing. There's a lot of times that people will do do their goals on their hands and type it on their phone, right, like with their thumbs. I promise you there is something about writing it out in that day with your hands, writing it, right, or dictating it or saying it if, if it's not possible, right, and writing it out indelibly places this idea in your brain and in your heart it implacably etches it into the fleshy tablets of your heart as you inscribe it on paper it does something I don't know all the science around it yet but I am convinced there is science around moving your hand and having it input in your brain and putting in your heart and then agreeing to do it and then I sign every goal every page that I do my goal I sign it because I'm committing to it okay so in all those aspects, I do my top 10. I get the 10 goals that I want to have, and I'll do them. And now I want to share with you guys my BHAG, and we'll close with this, OK? So I'll take again, I'll take my 10 goals that I want to achieve in my life using those different avenues, and I will set my goals out, and I'll write them smart goals, and I'll do it every day in the general's tent. If you're not doing that, you won't succeed you will not achieve what you want to do. And once you get habits and rhythms and rituals down, then you can move on. But if you're not doing this now, do it. I implore you to do it. The coolest thing in my office, at my home, when you guys walk in, behind my office, my desk, I have a yellow piece of paper written out. What is it, Zach? You saw it. What was it? Do you know? My original schedule and on the backside is my original top 10 goals written out like this. When I finally did it smart for the first time, and the date was 2004, It's dated on the top, and I framed it, because that was the day that my whole life changed. When I did that that year, I'd made 70 grand the year before, and after I got serious and I treated this like a profession, it was over 250 that year. And this was one of those things I did. So please, as an executionable, do this. So I got 10, all the way down to number 10, in all the aspects of my life, physical, mental, social, emotional, And then I have my BHAG or my holy cause, okay? I'm gonna close on this. Sometimes, you know that dream I had you pick at the very beginning, that dream? Hopefully you've got some tools to make it goals and you can turn it into a vision and now you are not becoming as the rivers and Cricket but you can cut across that mountain, definitely, right? With vision and you're battling to go get it because it's hard and it'll be painful but you're gonna inflict pain, right? So here's my story. I was uh, 2011, and I was working for a, in the summer, and I was out in a place called Longview, Texas, and it was the Fourth of July, and we were in a competition, and and we got up, decided we were going to get up early, and I was going to drive home because my my family was staying in Dallas, which was like a three-hour drive, so my goal was to finish and hit my goal of selling three that day on the 4th of July to help win this competition. And I was going to head off and and go um, see my family and watch the fireworks with them. I would not seen my family for two months at this point, so this was a very big deal. I don't have time to give you all the emotion around it, but this was a huge deal for me, right? And I was up early. I was stoked. I had my game plan. I knew what house I was going to hit. I just sold three the day before, so I had this street perfect. Neighbors knew the neighbors. I had prospected good, set it up. It was just to go execute, and I was going to get out and go watch the fireworks with my family. Now, up until that time, my BHAG, my holy cause, was that I wanted to have this hacienda on Lake Travis on five acres. wanted to have razors and, and uh, you know, a place for my kids to play, and this was going to be my estate, my estate in my mind. And I knew the color. I know the color of the tile roof. I know everything. It's, it's, it's my vision, my BHAG, my holy cause. Or so I thought. The day gets going. I go out and I'm super stoked. 8 a.m. I knock on the first door. The guy comes out and he's like, oh, are you the company that that Tom got next door? Yeah. He's like, I suggest you leave our neighborhood. Slam. And I'm like, that's a way to start a morning, 4th of July. Like, are you kidding me? What's going on? I'm like, I don't talk to Tom. Go to Tom's house, knock on the door. Tom looks out of his window, shuts the window. Like the blinds. It again, what I walk across the street to Mary's house. Who I sold, Mary, luckily, Mary was a, a single uh, older lady who um, loved. We had some great conversation, and uh, shout out to Red Bull for being the unofficial sponsor of this. Thanks, Red Bull. Knocked on Mary, and I knew I could talk to Mary. Mary comes out, she's like, I'm so sorry, we had to cancel the uh, company came by a local company. They showed us all these pieces of paper saying that you guys were a complete scam and we've all canceled. So, here's your cancellation like she had signed the letter like hands it to me and I'm like I don't know what to do with this. I'm like, "Are you kidding me? So now I'm negative 3 on the day? Like, how am I going to get 1? Like, this is horrible." So, what happened was the the corresponding company had gone through and typed out all this propaganda about what horrible company we were and pass it out to the whole neighborhood and it was like a new development of like 80 houses everyone had gotten this letter and I'm like feeling super defeated right super defeated so then I go across the street and I'm like okay I knock on the door and this guy answers the door I walk up and uh, he goes hold on right there He's like come on in I walk in He says, hold on right there he goes in his back shout out to Dallin Benson, Jeremy Long, Josh Allen, Casey Baugh, Nate Mehmet, Chris Holmes, they all experienced this with me. It is what it is. This has really happened. So I'm standing there, and this guy walks out, and he's in his full state trooper Texas uniform, hand on his pistol. And he goes, You'll wait right there. Don't move. But I'm in his house, like, Okay, <laughs> I'm not moving. <laughs> like, why are you detaining me? he's like uh, something 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 I'm like I'm like I have done nothing wrong I said I'm backing up I'm leaving your home I, I am NOT wanting to be detained you cannot keep me here against your will and he's like don't move and I'm like I am now leaving your home you cannot keep me here against you. I just kept repeating that over and over again I saw it on like YouTube one time so I was like hopefully this works at this moment <laughs> I was freaking out so I literally shut the door pulled the door shut and I'm like where do I, I I got dropped off I didn't have a car so I'm like are you kidding me so I go I run across the street to this other house I knock on the door and the guy comes out and I start talking to him his name was Bill crazy I remember this guy's name these names this, mo- this moment was super crazy for me he comes out I'm like listen man like super crazy I just knocked across the street this is kind of what happened and as I'm explaining <laughs> two cop cars come flying around the corner I'm standing there talking put your hands above your head I'm like are you kidding me I put my hands up, I drop my clip, drop, drop your clipboard, I drop my clipboard, I can't, I'm walking back, like I'm a criminal, I'm like, what is going on? Like, this is insane, I'm like walking backwards, they made me sit on the curb, it gets me in the back of the cop car, and, I, I'm, and I'm just like, it's now, it's now like noon, it's the 4th of July, I'm negative three accounts, and I'm in the back of a cop car, for nothing, I'm like, this is insanity. Right? So then I'm like, Hey, I'm like, sir, can you please tell me why you're detaining me? He's like, well, legally we can detain you for four hours. I'm like, what? Are you kidding me? Like, so I call, I get, I'm like, can I have a phone call please? Like can I call? So I call the legal department of the company I was working for, but guess what? It's the 4th of July. No one's working. Right? So then I'm like, what do I do? And I'm I don't have any kind of rap sheet, but we did have someone on our team that did have a rap sheet. And he comes walking up to the car. He sees me in the cop car thinking he's gonna help. And I'm like, no, stay away. Like, go away. Because the guy's running my background, right? It's coming out on his printer. I know if you guys have been in the cop car. They could print your backgrounds right there. It's like printing. He walks up, he's like, hey, can I help clear the situation? I'm like, gosh dang what are you doing? He's like, Yeah, what's your name, sir? I'm like, Gets to his ideas, like, yeah, you can get in the back of the car. He gets in the back of the car. <laughs> now we're like sitting there. They held us for four hours. Come to find out, the brother of the marshal, the head of the whatever, owned that company. And they can legally detain you four hours, whatever. So for whatever. So we get out. I don't want to get into the legal legality of that right now. I get out. I sit down, I'm negative for the whole street. Just saw me sitting in the back of the cop car. And I am like, it's 180 degrees, 80 100% humidity. I'm sweating. I don't want to be here. My I just right at this moment, I'm sitting on the curb and my wife just texts me. It's like right when the texting phones came out like with pictures. Her and my kids in a pool and I'm like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to do this ever ever again I don't ever want to knock doors I don't ever want to sell I do not want to but I don't want to wear this shirt like I am so done done and I literally quit like everything in my life at that moment in time like and then I was like okay think about my trainings what would I do think about the hacienda I'm like screw the hacienda I don't want it anymore I don't want it it's not gonna move me and in that moment, I thought to myself, "How am I going to move? How am I going to get myself? Because no one's going to pity me right now. Like I'm not. Get, no one's going to come over and pick me up. Yeah, I'm super defeated. What do I do?" And in that moment, that I thought about that hacienda, and I'm like, "Screw that! Don't want that anymore." I had a little girl. Her name's Lily. She came in my mind when she was just a little girl. She used to think this little girl. This little girl used to think she was in every Disney movie. She had every little dress, and she'd make pretend that she was in these movies, and she'd always see the the Disney castle, right, that would come up. And she'd say, Daddy, take me to the castle. Make me a princess. And I'm like, you're already my princess, baby. But in that moment, she said, Daddy, make me a princess. I said, that's my holy cause. I'm going to stand up, and I'm going to go inflict my pain on the street right now. For her that's moving that'll move me and I stood up and I said what's the hardest thing I can do right now what's the biggest bullfrog right now I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna knock on Bill's door cuz he just saw me I was on his door when I got handcuffed and I'm gonna go look him in the face and I'm gonna sell him I walk, tears in my eyes I'm like ball and I'm a wreck I'm sweaty like my pants look like I sat in the mini pool like it's gross and i'm just like on now i'm on a mission i'm determined for my little girl i knock on the door and he's like hey was that was that the deputy whatever i'm like yeah he's like he's an asshole come on in and i'm like oh. the universe the universe conspired to help me as i decided to move right if i would have sat there i never would have known but he hated his neighbor so he lets me in we sit down, we have some awesome combo. I end up selling the guy. He asks for 10 signs, and we nail him on his fence that goes out right in front of that deputy's house, so every time the deputy backs up, he saw those signs. They're still there for all I know, right? So this guy turns out to be the most awesome customer, super helpful, and that was the momentum I needed to forget about it and inflict my pain, and I went out and I ended up selling two more, so at least I broke even and I hit my goal to sell three that day. But it wasn't until I stood up and I moved. Then the miracle happened. Then the universe started to conspire in my favor as I implemented the things that I had learned, but I had to know what my holy cause was. That hacienda wasn't getting me up. That wasn't moving me. What was moving me was my little girl say, Daddy, let's dance, take me to the castle. So every day I'd written take my kids to Disney World and we hadn't been financially ready to do that at that time so that year it was because I hit all my goals I'd written stuff out like it it, it it was that time right so fast forward to October and Max was there you were there and uh, we get to Disney World I got to take Lily just me and her to Disney World I'm sorry and um, we get there and she sees the castle, right? Right when you get in, have you been to Disney World? You have all this, like, these little doors and ticket things, and you get through, and you turn the corner, and the, there's, like, a street, and the castle's right there. And she's, like, five at the time, and she sees it, and she shimmies out of my arms, and she takes off. And I'm like, stop, Lily! I'm, like, chasing her. I'm a young dad, and my girl's loose in Disneyland. She's running, darting through the crowds. I'm, like, chasing her. She gets to the castle, and there's, a like, a rope. She dives under the rope and, like, runs up the steps, and I'm like, stop, (laughs) like, chasing her, right? We get there, and there's a door. You walk in the castle, and there's a door that's shutting, and she dips in this door. I'm like, I'm freaking out right now. I'm not even thinking. I walk in, and it's this place called the Bippity Boppity Boutique. Anyone ever heard of this place? This is the place that puts pain on dad's wallets. (laughs) It's the smartest thing Disney has ever done that you your little girl walks in it's where they turn little girls into princesses and they walk in there like Princess Lily which princess do you want to become like they, they go through and they pick out their dress their outfits they get their hair done it's a then you go do a photo shoot you get accessorized with bags and wands and like and there's like the the cheap option was like $200 the expensive option which is like 400 and the real one that's like a grand for the whole photo shoot whatever and like they're like, you don't want that silly little dress. You want this beautiful dress. Like these these ladies are legit salesmen, managers. Go recruit those ladies. They're legit. Okay. So they the little girl pick, and I'm like, they're like, daddy, you don't want your girl to not be the princess, do you? Like they're doing all these like option closes on me. Like the little girl. Anyway. Anyway, the story is the, more, the story ends with we do the photo shoot and she's sitting there with the pictures and we walk out and fireworks start going and I'm holding Lily and she grabs my face and she says, "Daddy, you turned me into a princess." And I thought back to that day, that I was sitting on the curb, realizing that I inflict pain. This is my holy cause, and it's what's gonna move me. So I put it out to all of you. You may not know what your holy cause is now, and it may be a tough situation where you actually learn what that cause is that will move you. Until then, go pick a hacienda, pick a car, pick something that you think you want, and I promise you, you will face opposition. You will face pain, and work will be hard, and mundane, and redundant, but you stick to the plan, you stick to the course, and you do it day in, day out, every single day, 100% of the time, 80% of the time, another training later. And when that time comes, you'll know if that's your holy cause or not, because it will be the thing that moves you. And then when you move, you achieve that goal. So when you're sitting there, and I can't—I have a picture of it, I'll show you guys this, but I'm kissing, Lily grabs my hands, my face, two hands, and she just kisses me, and there's a firework in the background. That's an eternal moment that I will always cherish. And it started in that decision right there that day to stand up and move forward. All right. Sorry that was long. Hopefully you guys took something away from that. Get your b-hags done. Get your holy causes done. Get your general tents going. Let's make it happen. Thanks for coming, guys. Thank you for listening to the Doors to Success podcast. Don't forget to like, follow, share, and subscribe for more content. Head to b-holmes.com to sign up for the newsletter to be notified of the next free live event.